0: hello my name is Lova afrifa and you're listening to for the one podcast what is up you guys welcome to for the one podcast's first good friday episode i'm so excited yes yes god is good amen amen yes he is good he is great and we are worshiping him today amen But yes, all jokes aside, I'm really excited to be talking to you guys this week about what God has been placing on my heart and what he's helped me discover through reading his word. Um, This is definitely not a traditional Good Friday episode, so I'm really excited. It's not a traditional Good Friday Bible discussion. We're going to really dive into the word together and just take it apart and see what the Lord is showing us through each word, through each verse, and I'm just so excited. So let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for the opportunity to share your word again. Lord, I pray that as we reflect on this Good Friday, that we remember all that you've done for us and who you are to us. And not only that, but who your son, Jesus Christ, is to us as well. Lord, we thank you for you hear us all the time in prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So this week, I've been really reflecting on who Jesus is and who he is to me. And I really want to just share with you what I've discovered. So that's really the basis of our discussion of our Bible study today. Um, I actually discovered this verse during our family Bible study earlier this week. And it was a really awesome time of just diving into God's word. But I'm really excited to share with you. So please grab a pen and some paper and, of course, your Bible. And let's get started. So the verses we'll be looking at today are Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. And it says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly onto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So yeah, that's the verse we'll be diving into today, and I'm really excited about it. So we're going to start off with verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Now diving deeper into that specific verse, Um, I want you to go ahead and highlight those words or phrases that really stuck out to you. For me, that was Great High Priest, Jesus the Son of God, and Hold Fast, Our Profession. So I highlighted those. I encourage you to do the same. If you see any words or phrases that really stick out to you, highlight them. Um, But then you want to kind of dive deeper and ask questions about each of those words that stuck out to you. So for me, the question I asked and I was asked... In our Bible study was, who is a who is the high priest? Like, what is a high priest? What do they do? Like, why are they important? So after like discussing it and like researching a little bit, you I realized that the high priest in Bible times offered sacrifices for on behalf of the people to God. So when the people have sinned, the high priest will kill a lamb or a ram or something of that sort to offer as a sacrifice unto the Lord. So thinking about that in terms of who Jesus is and Jesus being our great high priest as the verse is telling us, we realize that Jesus as a high priest is supposed to sacrifice something for the people to make atonement to God. What makes Jesus the great high priest though is that he sacrificed himself. So whereas other priests sacrificed something that was really impersonal and not that great in the grand scheme of things, um, Jesus took it upon himself to not only sacrifice himself for the people, but to tell the people through that sacrifice that I care deeply about you. And I think that when I realized that and started making those connections, that just really stirred my heart and I was so excited and so humbled to know that Jesus cared so much about us because in when I first started thinking about like high priest I really thought of it in relation to a pastor or like somebody of that sort but in reality a priest is really supposed to sacrifice for the people to get people closer to God and Jesus did that ultimate sacrifice so now we can be as close to God in relationship as we want and I think that's amazing and I think that's so profound. So the next key phrase that really stuck out to me was Jesus the son of God and again as we were discussing and reflecting I realized that it just really solidified who Jesus Christ is. We can't deny that he's the son of God and that scripture tells us so many times that that is who he is and I think knowing that about him makes his makes his position as high priest, as the great high priest, so much greater than any other high priest before him. Because not only did he sacrifice himself, right? Because we just saw that in um, great high priest, that part of the verse. But we also know that he has a personal relationship with the God that we serve. He is God's son. And therefore, when God is listening to anything from Jesus, any petition... He knows that he has to listen to what Jesus has to say. And so that is just amazing. And I thought, wow, like Jesus is not only advocating for us, but God is listening because that's his son. Thinking about it from like a practical perspective, when a father and a son are interacting or talking, sometimes our earthly fathers do a bad job of listening. But I think it's important to know that the father and son relationship is so unique and so different. Than any other relationship really and so when a a son is speaking to the father the father listens not only because they are obligated to as their father but they want to because that's their son and they love them and so so i think that just makes everything about jesus in this passage so much more personal not only to us as believers but of course to jesus and how much he cares about us And so the last thing that really stuck out to me was hold fast, our profession. And I really felt like the Lord was just saying in this verse that your faith in God and your faith in Jesus Christ has to be steadfast because you have somebody who truly cares about you in heaven talking to God about you all the time. And again, when you think about it that way, it just changes the whole dynamic of what you see Jesus doing in heaven for you all the time. He's literally standing there advocating for you and we can be assured that it's all good things because he wouldn't have died for us and he wouldn't have sacrificed himself if he didn't want good things for us, if he didn't care. So yeah, I that's what really stuck out to me in this part of that verse, but I really encourage you that if other words stuck out to you, kind of dive deeper and ask the Lord what he's trying to show you through that. Read it again and again and just really try to break it apart and see what each word means and see what the Lord is speaking to you through those words. But yeah, let's jump into verse 15 now. So verse 15 reads, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but it was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Yeah, so that verse was awesome, hit me hard as well. And I think when we really started diving into it as a family, I realized again, this verse is trying to identify who Jesus is and how he's different than any high priest we've ever had in the past. So as you can imagine, when a high priest would, you know, kill the sacrifice or whatever, again, it wasn't as personal as a person actually sacrificing, dying for the people they say they love and care about. And so when I read this verse, not only did Jesus had plans of doing that, but he also decided for himself that as the high priest, as the savior of my people, I know I have to know what they're going through. I have to be able to advocate for them through a place of knowing what it's like. And so he not only went through every trial and temptation, but he came out on top. And I think, again, like what would Jesus do? Those kind of catchphrases where we're thinking about how to be Jesus-like in every situation. We have to know that we have victory over temptation, victory over sin. And because of that, we can conquer anything that comes in our way. And I think in the same vein, when you think about it from the perspective of Jesus being our high priest, we know that when he's advocating for us in heaven, he's advocating for us through a place of power and of might and telling the Lord like, look, I know what my people are going through. I know how hard it is and I know that they need your mercy. I know that they need your grace. And that's a powerful place to be advocating from because if you think of any testimony, any powerful courtroom situation where someone is on the stand and you were trying as an attorney to defend them, it is so much more understandable believable if you can say that I've been through this too and I know how hard it is even when you're just telling like, your friend a story or something that you've gone through, how much more do you feel known, seen, heard, if they're able to relate to you through an experience that they have had as well? And I think, again, this just shows how much Jesus loves us and who he is to us, that he not only can advocate for us well, but knows what we've been through and wants to be there for us and to let us know that we're not alone through those situations so yeah that's what really stuck out to me with this verse but of course again highlight words or phrases that really stick out to you and dive deeper into those places and ask the lord what does that mean like what are you trying to say how does this relate to me how does this relate to you what are you trying to say about humanity through this what are you trying to say about yourself through this lord and really spend time meditating on those things so lastly let's dive into verse 16 which reads let us therefore come boldly onto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need so words and phrases that really stuck out to me in this verse was come boldly um throne of grace mercy grace and time of need so i kind of highlighted and circled those but yeah so something I really want to share with you guys, again, this didn't stick out to me, but this actually stuck out to my mom, um, was the phrase let us at the very beginning of verse 16. And she said that because it says let us, it's a decision. So whatever you choose to do after reading this verse is your choice and that you have to choose to come boldly or do what the verse is asking you to do because it's your personal decision to do that and I think again that relates to not only salvation but again to believing who Jesus Christ is and who he is to us you have to choose that for yourself yeah so I thought that was really awesome and moving along so then what really stuck out to me was come boldly and I think those words are really powerful and really stuck out to me because come boldly literally means to come with confidence and to come with no hesitation at all and I think again if you think about it in terms of a courtroom situation you know that when you go into court you're winning the case because you have an advocate that you have a high priest that is so great and knows what he's doing but not only that has a personal relationship with the judge and And I think it's just so powerful to think about coming boldly into a courtroom, whereas like when we think about courtrooms here, you don't know if you're going to win the case. You don't know. You might end up in jail. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know what the consequences for your actions are. And if you you do, you probably think they're going to punish you for whatever you did wrong. Right. And so God's courtroom becomes a different place when you have Jesus Christ as your high priest, as your advocate. And I think therefore you can come boldly to the throne of grace which was the next word that really stuck out to me and I think when I read throne of grace it kind of just completely revamped the way I thought of throne I think throne is the word that really stuck out to me because when I think of throne I think of power of authority and when you think of a throne of grace you don't always think of grace and authority and power in the same vein in same sentence right you think of someone with authority and power most likely being like a very cruel stern person they're always like in charge and they like things a certain way whereas God and his throne of grace is different because not only can we come boldly to it it's a throne that amplifies the grace and the mercy in your life which the verse goes on to say and so I think it's important to think about that when you are diving deeper into this verse and think about what it means to you and what you think of when you think of the word throne and think of the word grace. So yeah, moving right along, um, the next really big words that really stuck out to me was obtain mercy and find grace. And I think again, that just shows forth the character of God. That on his throne, he's not out here trying to seek judgment on everybody, but wants to pour out mercy and grace through Jesus Christ if you're willing to receive it and if you're willing to step boldly to that throne and ask him for it. And I think that's something really powerful because... A lot of people think God is out here just judging people and just trying to condemn people for sinning, but he's already provided a way out and that's his son. Through personal sacrifice, he has already provided a way out of every sin, every temptation. And it's up to us, again, let us choose it. We have to choose it for ourselves. We have to be able to say, I know I messed up, but I'm coming to the throne of grace and asking for mercy, asking for more grace. And I think that is, again, the message of the gospel, the message of Good Friday, the message of salvation, because the Lord has already paid that price for us to come back to him, to his courtroom, and ask for those things freely, boldly. And we have to be willing to take it upon ourselves and do it. Yeah, and the last thing I really want to talk about is time of need and why that really stuck out to me and what I feel like the Lord was showing me through those words, And as we were discussing it as a family, too, it came up that we determine when our time of need is. When We determine when we need to go to the courtroom and plead for our sins, but also ask for grace and mercy. We determine those times in our lives. And I think it's imperative that we realize that we have unlimited access to mercy and grace whenever we're going through hardship and so even in this time where there's so much uncertainty so much that we don't know it's important for us to know that we have a savior in heaven who's already paid the price for us to talk to God and ask him freely Lord can I have more mercy and more grace in this situation and he'll say yes because it's his son advocating for us and I think yeah, this verse is just awesome. And so something really cool that I want to try to do that my dad did, and he was able to do this really cool thing where he kind of read the verse backwards because um, everything kind of builds off of each other, if you realize in this part of the passage. And so he read it backwards, which was so cool. So I'm going to try to do that. So when we are in our time of need and we need to obtain mercy and find grace, We can come to the throne of grace boldly because we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with our infirmities and the feelings that we have when we're tempted, but was in all points tempted like we are and came out on top without sin. So let us hold fast our profession that Jesus is the son of God, that he's passed into the heavens and he is our great high priest. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of For The One Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something new. And I encourage you to really dive deep into your Bible this weekend and just enjoy Easter with your family and stay at home. Of course, um, we are still trying to beat this virus and doing our best we can, of course, physically staying at home, but spiritually continuing to pray, continuing to seek God during this time but yeah thank you guys so much again and don't forget that god loves you and that he'd leave the 99 just to find you bye